This is episode four of the Get In My Garden podcast, where we meet the growing community of backyard farmers, gardeners, ranchers, and local business people working their land and running creative businesses off of it. We visit unique farmers market businesses, people with backyard side hustles, and we also learn about plants, nature, and a demographic shift back to working the earth. I'm your host, Aaron Moskowitz, and this episode is part two of my visit with Carol Horwitz of White Duck Farm. It is titled The Bees and Mind of the Hive. Since Carol is such a wealth of knowledge and has lots to share about beekeeping, it was too much to keep in just one episode. For those of you who don't know Carol's story, she is a city slicker turned sustainable homesteader in beautiful northern New Mexico, and she started it all at the age of 60. On Instagram, there are lots of great photos and some short videos of our visit together at GetInMyGarden or hashtag WhiteDuckFarm. Don't forget to check out the website and blog at getinmygarden.com to see show notes and also to view all the other episodes. You showed me your bee area and you said you've been doing bees for about for, 10 or 15 years, I guess. And so but before you moved out of here, you had the hives. Did you move the exact same hive over here? Uh-huh. Yeah. I did. The original reason for getting bees is, is we both have springtime allergies. Uh-huh. So uh, honey, the pollen in the honey helps you combat the allergies. So we got bees. You know, we've just been really, you know, beekeeping is an education. It's incredible. And, you know, I went to a lot of workshops and read tons of books and have a subscription to bee culture. And I'm always learning about it. Now we do... Uh, honeybee rescue, like somebody will have honeybees in there, especially like someplace in Mora where there's really old houses and the bees move into the attic. And then Don and I will go and cut them out and vacuum them up and bring them home. Amazing. It's amazing. That is amazing. It's It's really fun. So then you vacuum them out. uh And and then we rehive them here. And so how many hives? hives have you made in that method we've done that well they don't always survive that's one thing people you know people don't want honey in their walls funniest thing yeah um i actually did wait so you vacuum them up into what it's called the bee vac and it's like a vacuum cleaner only it's really gentle suction super gentle and then uh, you get them into this it's like a cage and then you, <laughs> you, and then you put them in a hive, and you seal up the hive. You have to; they have to have brood, which is baby bees. They have to have honey. No surprise there; otherwise, they starve. And they have to have workers. So you need all that stuff. And you have to have. A, yeah. How do you know who the queen is? Well, you learn to identify her. The bees will always try and protect her. So if you're looking in your hive, you're looking for a clump of bees, and then in there the queen will be like in the center of it because the queen it's not okay so a honey so beehive is like the human body Uh and the the queen is like the heart the honeybees are like the cells in the body so you can't just have a heart and you can't just have cells so you have to have all of that plus you have to have food you have to have pollen the first pollen of the year is elm pollen elm Mm-hmm. And people hate elm trees, but honeybees love elm trees. And is elm an allergen? I don't know. That's a good question. 
I don't know, but the honeybees use that in, that in the spring. Like, that is their first food out from outside the house. Very interesting. So it's really. But is it the Chinese elm that's invasive? So that's why people don't like it. Right. But if you look at the elm trees, you'll see that those are little little red flowers, and they have pollen in them. And you can and actually you can eat the seed. Interesting. Yeah. So they're better when they're green. When they're dried, they're not good but they're really good when they're green they're sort of like a pistachio okay sort of like a pistachio nut so anyway so we got the bees and we've been learning about them and we've been going you know if there's a swarm somewhere we'll go and rescue them and bring them home and rehive them but if you put them in a hive and there's no comb there's no honey there's no pollen they'll abscond they're mm-hmm. not going to stay there that's not a good house for them so they'll go and look for a better place inside the hive it's so interesting because all the bees have different jobs and they go through all the jobs and the mind of the hive decides how many bees need to be doing different things amazing so the mind of the hive will say oh my god the alfalfa is blooming i need every forager to get out there or the mind of the hive will say oh it's getting cold Let's get rid of the drones because they're not going to do anything with the hive. Can a bee change its job? A bee changes its job. So when it's first born, when it first hatches out, its job is to clean itself. And then its next job is to be a nurse bee. And what it does is it feeds the baby bees. And then its next job might be the queen. They can feed the queen. They can clean the hive. They, As they get older and older, they get more and more to the entrance. So a bee that is a forager bee, after it's done all its jobs on the inside of the hive, a bee that's a forager bee has a very short life expectancy for obvious reasons. It flies out. And then there are other bees that are the warrior bees, and they stand and guard the entrance. Of and if the you hive. get near, what happens? Well, it depends on if you're dressed in black and you're acting aggressive and you have a lot of perfume on or smell like cigarette smoke, they will sting you probably. And if you're dressed in light colors and you don't and you have loving energy to the bees and you move quietly and respectfully, they may land on you. You may even try and get the sweat off your skin and stuff because there's a lot of salts and minerals in there, but it's unlikely that they'll sting you. If a bee lands on you, you should never swat at it because it, it, it's not going to do anything unless, it's not going to sting you unless you're aggressive to it or you're trying to take the honey out of the hive. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to take the honey out of the hive, then they, yeah, they're angry. They're not that. too happy with it. But even then, if you do it in a good way, they'll say, yes, Carol, I'll share with you. <laughs> you were saying that there's the queen. How does she become queen again? The queen is an egg that has been laid by another queen who, and then the bees decide they need more queens, and maybe they're getting ready to swarm if the hive is really overcrowded. So they're not going to have two queens in one. They're just like, okay, we're going to make another hive over there. Or our queen is failing. Ooh. She's old. She's not doing the job. So they feed that egg. That larva gets a lot more royal jelly. And so it grows bigger. It won't fit into a normal-sized cell. They have to make a special cell, which is probably an inch and a half. Oh, I see. So like the honeycomb cell. Yeah. So they just make a big one to put the special egg that they give the royal jelly to for their whole life. Right. And does she get really big and fat? 
she get. I don't think we'd ever say she's big and fat, but she gets. She's bigger than all the other bees. Hmm. Yeah. See, the queen. The queen just lays eggs in the holes, right? And the hive decides. The, it's the mind of the hive that decides what's going to happen in those cells. So, in the spring, the mind of the hive decides that there's going to be drones because they need them for reproduction. And in the fall, the mind of the hive decides we need to raise bigger bees that will survive four months of winter or six months or however much winter mm-hmm. we have. The cells will be bigger and the larvae will be bigger and those are, they call them fat, fat babies. And those, those bees will live longer. Interesting. And, yeah, it's really interesting. That it's the mind of the hive. Oh my gosh! I, there's just so much to know about bees, yeah. and to it's such a fascinating thing. I see why so many people are interested, but also confused. Yeah, it's uh, they say that bees and ants are the most studied insects. So, and I just you know every time I go into the hive, I think I learn something new. But um, the other thing that I love about my bees is when they when the queen is there, when they have honey. When they have forage, when they have, when everything is copacetic in there, they have a, a happy song that they sing, and it's like, and then it's like a very peaceful hum. Peaceful, yeah. It's like a peaceful like hum. a like in yoga class. Probably, yeah, like an oh <laughs> yeah yeah. And then in when they're, you know, you're dressed in black and you smell like perfume and you're being aggressive. Then their song is very different, which is zzzz. So wow, yeah, and then they sing different songs at different times of the year. So so cool. <laughs> I probably sound like a bee wacko now. I don't know. We'll find out. People will tell us. But I think people want to hear more about bees. The bees are going in and out now, but they're not foraging. Uh, bees are very hygienic, and all they're doing is coming out, and they poop outside the hive, and then they go back in. So, Except for those bees over there in the coffee grounds, which is a new mm. one for me. They're probably addicted to the <laughs> caffeine. I am, I know. I, lo- but- I do love them. Thanks for listening. If you missed it, episode two is the first part of the interview with Carol Horwitz of White Duck Farm. In that episode, she talks sustainable homesteading, farmer's market, and her animals. If you have comments, questions, or great ideas for future episodes, please send me an email directly to Aaron at getinmygarden.com. I'm just getting started with the podcast, so I'm definitely looking for your suggestions for ways I can improve these podcasts. I promise you there will be incremental improvement in sound quality, editing, and content as I learn more about what I'm doing and buy more equipment. Please check out and follow me on Instagram at getinmygarden for photos of episodes of recent farm visits. Photos from my visit to White Duck Farm are also all hashtagged White Duck Farm and Instagram. Sign up by email for updates and specials on the website, getinmygarden.com. And while you're there, check out the show notes or resource tab for contact information of our guests. Lastly, please leave positive reviews on iTunes and other podcasting platforms if you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening.